Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Today I'm answering your top questions when it comes to porn in relationships. Is it an addiction? Is it cheating? What does the research say about it? What do you say about it, Abby? And how the heck do I deal with it if it's become an issue? Well, I'm coming at you today with all the answers because I love you so much. So stay tuned. I'm Dr. Abby Metcalf, and I'm a psychologist, number one Amazon bestselling author, TEDx speaker, and all-around relationship maven. With over 30 years of experience helping people create connection, joy, and ease in all their relationships. What's my secret? Well, besides being totally hilarious, I help you think differently so you can approach your relationships in a completely new way. I'm the best deal in town because the tools I teach apply to all your relationships, which allows you to simplify your life and find the confidence, calm, and deep love you've been craving. Combining my hands-on experience and all the latest research, I've created actionable tips and tools You can apply quickly and easily to create lasting change in all your relationships today. So let's get to it. Well, I've really got your interest today, don't I? Hello, hello. Yeah, I'm talking about porn. That's right. We're going to get all down to it today. So, and I know you want to hear about it because I had a bunch of questions written in about it. (laughs) So we're going to, we're going to get there. Uh, And I also want to say that I do appreciate when you guys send in questions and um, I'm trying to get to them. There's a lot of them. And I am creating uh, podcasts when I get them. And when I can't, I am going to be doing this Ask Dr. Abby segment that I've been talking about. I know I've been talking about it, but I really am going to do it. I'm committing to you. And uh, I think it's going to just start very in earnest with season four, which is coming up. Um beginning of August. And uh, so I'm recording those and I'll be answering them. So keep them coming. I love the questions and I really love your suggestions about topics you'd like to see on the podcast. So please, 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 Abby at abbymedcalf.com. I respond to everybody. Sometimes it takes me a minute, but I do respond and it is me uh, responding. So 
there you go. We're getting bigger and bigger, but as we're doing it, I'm I'm making it happen. And I really want to give a shout out to my listeners in Canada. Hello, Canada. I'm not going to sing Oh Canada, just not doing it. But we are like really top of the charts there in relationships in Canada. And thank you. I see you. I feel you. I haven't been there in a while, but I'm I'm ready to come. I'm ready to come say hi. <laughs> Let's have a party when I get there. Okay. And if you today's episode is brought to you by my book. Do you know about my Amazon number one bestseller? Yes, I'm proud of it. Yes, I am. Uh, called Be Happily Married, Even If Your Partner Won't Do a Thing. And read the reviews. They're amazing. And it's really good even if you don't have a partner. It's a great uh, kind of tool to follow. It's great if you're a therapist out there. A lot of therapists use my book as um, a way of doing sort of couples counseling with people as a sort of, you know, frame for it. It's on Audible. It's my melodious voice, which I know you love, chatting away. Uh, so my book is on Audible. It is in digital format. It's in paperback. You name it, you can get it. So I'd love for you to check it out. I will link to it on my show notes page. It's also on my shop page. It's also just on Amazon if you type in my name. <sighs> so I hope you buy the book. Hope Support me. Support the podcast. Um, and support yourself because it's got great stuff. I'm really proud of it. Okay. And my new book is still going to come out. I swear. It's going to come. Negative thinking sucks and not in a good way. Oh, yeah. I'm going to be coming at you with that. And I'm also looking at doing a book on dating, I think, like getting ready you know, in your relation, like before you get, you get in the long-term relationship, what should you be doing? What should you be looking for? So, you know what? I'd love to hear from you if you think that sounds like a good thing you'd like in a future book. Ooh, I just hit my elbow. Okay. So, all right. So let's get to it. And, and I want to say this. So before we get into this, I think you need to know that I am hundred percent okay with ethical porn. I, 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 I watch porn alone. I've watched it with Gary. It's not a common thing necessarily, but it's certainly something that gets thrown into uh, my sexual mix, our sexual mix. And, you know, I'm telling you this because this podcast isn't just about me, you know, reporting the news. Yeah, I talk about evidence-based approaches, of course, all the time, and I'll do that again today. But really, ultimately, the podcast is my opinions, cold from my decades of work with clients, the research, my my personal views and experiences, uh, all of it, right? All comes together. So if you're listening today, hoping I bash porn and all the people who watch it, you might as well stop listening because that's not going to happen. And I'm sorry if you're upset about that. I'm not sorry. I mean, it, I, I feel bad if, and on some level, I guess, if you're upset about that. I don't want you upset, I guess is what I'm saying. And I hope that you can really listen and see if you can, uh, change your mind about it or have a different viewpoint about it or something else, that would be, I think, really cool. And I'm also not going to get into the debate about the porn industry itself. Um, I That's a whole other thing. But I will link to ethical porn sites on the show notes page. So if you want to check those out and learn about ethical porn and all that good stuff, then you can. And I, again, you can come to abbymetcalf.com forward slash podcast. And, you know, this is the episode on porn. So what I do hope to do today is shed some light, you know, make you think a little about your views either way, 
maybe you think it's all okay and nobody should worry about it or give you crap about it. And I hope to bring you back from that also. So, you know, and most importantly, I want to talk about how porn affects your relationship. You know, I really want to get there. So, okay. So let's, let's start answering your burning questions. I think I have five that were, that again, I got these different emails and, and people contacting me and even uh, my own clients asking questions. And so I kind of came up with five questions that seem to be what people ask and want to know. Um, so number one, this isn't the first question people ask, but I'm starting here because it makes the most sense. And it's where I go, right? What does the research say about it? What does the research say about porn and relationships? And ultimately, I'm not sure the research has many good answers because there's a lot of conflicting research on how porn affects relationships. You can find studies that show watching a lot of porn being associated with less happy relationships and a bad sex life. But you can just as quickly find studies and good ones showing the positive effects of watching porn in a relationship. And I want to give a little shout out to uh, Australia, you people. You go, you go, Australia. Uh, There's a lot of positive associations in the research done specifically in Australia. And I did look at other countries because, I, again, I love you all. Um, Canada, you didn't, I couldn't find good research in Canada. I will say that after giving a lovely shout out to my, to the Canadian listeners. But the, what I did find was very, uh, was shockingly actually similar to Americans, but also to Europeans. And so, which makes sense, maybe the French thing, I don't know. Um, and Europe again, like a lot of things were sort of similar. I, I would say, uh, and I didn't look at Asian countries. I'm sorry. I, I, there's only so much work I can do. I'm sorry. <laughs> as I dig around for research. But Australia just stood out as something kind of different and what their outcomes were. But in Europe, Canada, here, United States, really, there's a lot of very similar, tons of stuff saying it's great, tons of stuff saying it's not great. So I, I couldn't find anything really definitive. Um, but there was a more current, you know, really a large scale study that I looked at out of, I think it was from 2019, 18. Uh, I linked to all the research in the show notes. So if, if you don't believe me and you want to see it, you go there and it's all linked. Um, anyway, uh, Michigan State University did it and they believe they've identified why there's so much discrepancy, which is why I found this really interesting. You know, why so many say, yes, it's great. And so many say, no, it's terrible. Could be the, the authors of the study, they believe that the previous research who found that porn worsened relationships, they think it was built on a lot of flawed assumptions about why people watch porn in the first place. So the results were skewed. So they were clear, they were clear, the Michigan State folks were clear that it really depends on why someone is using pornography to begin with. That's the thing to look at to decide if it's hurting or helping the relationship. So whatever research you do, you know, kind of had to be built on that question. And for the record, so in their study, looking at that, they found that porn was actually associated with higher sexual satisfaction and openness among partnered women. Interesting. So, but, you know, in the end, although, so even though many studies have linked porn use with relationship unhappiness, there's no definitive evidence that watching porn 
causes people to be unhappy in the relationship. The, it likely is that people who are unhappy in the relationships and with their sex lives just watch more porn. That's sort of what a lot of the, a lot of it came out to look like. So yeah, so you can go have yourself a party and find stuff that says, yes, I should watch all the porn I want. And you can find stuff that says, oh my God, it's horrible. It's the end of your marriage. Um, just make sure when you, as with any research that you, I mean, I must've looked at 50 articles, I, I have to tell you. And so when people look at one from, you know, some article, something that they see and they just look at one article and, and make a assumption off of that because the author of the article made an assumption off of that I always have trouble with. I really want you to, I wasn't looking to prove myself right. I was looking to try to figure it out. And this might've been a very different podcast if I had really, if there was something very definitive about how horrible it is. So I'm not, you know, I, I've changed my viewpoints many a time given the research uh, over the years. It's amazing because I really do like to go with the science and try to get past my own, you know, thoughts about things. So, okay, so that's that. So question number two, which came up a lot, is um, can you be addicted to porn? And really, actually, people just throw it around. My husband's addicted to porn. My husband, you know, someone, someone's addicted to porn. And I will say uh, that, most of the questions and the things I had, I think all of them actually came from women talking about men. So heterosexual relationships where women were talking about men's porn use being problematic. I have not had anybody write in or seen any real studies that were focused on women watching the porn and men feeling like it created a problem in the relationship. I I'm sure there that has happened. I have no doubt, but that's not the preponderance of things out there. So I do want to say that. So as I'm talking, you might be thinking about men um, having the issue with porn, and I, it's likely kind of the undertone of what I'm saying because it's so kind of ubiquitous. You know, it seems in so many ways. And I know lots of men don't watch porn, so that's fine. And lots of women don't watch it, but lots of men do. <laughs> lots of women do. All right. So can you be addicted to porn? No. So let me talk about that. So pornography addiction, number one, is not an official diagnosis. You know, I like to give you the real, the real, real. And, you know, that big book we use to diagnose people that I talk about quite a bit on the podcast, the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders, otherwise known as the DSM, now five, um, doesn't list it, which means you shouldn't be diagnosing your partner with a porn addiction either. Because it's not a thing, okay? It's not a thing. It's, so I just want to be clear about that. What you're dealing with, though, might be a compulsion versus an addiction. And a compulsion uh, really is something that relieves anxiety, while an addiction involves the reward center of the brain, okay? So I just want to be clear about that. So because... Because there's no empirical scientific data, the American Association of Sexuality Educators, Counselors, and Therapists, yes, that's a thing, uh, A-A-S-E-C-T, says that people in their group, you know, anyone they are um, qualifying, uh, are very careful not to pathologize the use of porn, not to make it like it's this horrible sickness. So, and... And and let me say this, because there was a really interesting study I found. Again, I'll link to it in the, sh in the show notes. But when someone's addicted to something, 
there are certain things we find when measuring brain activity with EEGs. So for example, when if you're addicted to cigarettes and you see images of cigarettes, there's increased brain activity, okay, by seeing the image. Same thing with alcohol and other things, right? Increased brain activity. And uh, it's, it's also true for gambling. Increased brain activity if you see images of people gambling or a video of someone gambling, something like that. However, there was a, a what we would call a pivotal study done at UCLA in 2015. I'm looking at my notes. 2015. And they found that people who identified as struggling with porn, so that's where their participants, people who were identifying, hey, I'm struggling with porn, that they did not have those same spikes in their brain activity while watching porn. That's big, people. Big. So, and, and here's what's, well, and here's what's really crazy. It gets bigger. Those participants actually showed decreased brain reactions while looking at sexual images. So someone with a problem with porn doesn't have the same relationship with porn as someone with an actual like addiction to gambling or, you know, alcohol or something else. So that's really what I want you to take. So, because I just know otherwise you're so sure someone's addicted and you have to stop using that term. Okay. I say with love. but. Just so just because it's not an addiction per se doesn't mean you haven't had large or small issues with porn in your relationship, right? So I'm not saying that. And I do want to break down before I get to the next question. I found two key ways porn can be a problem, I think, in, in the years I've been been doing what I've been doing. The first way it's a big problem is uh the and there's many ways it could be a problem, but these these I think are the two that always kind of come to the surface. Number one is some kind of preoccupation with it. Uh, you know, porn is a problem if one partner becomes preoccupied with it. Now, what defines preoccupation? That you have to think of that. And so, you know, if if you have a certain view that porn is horrible and your partner watches it, you know, twice a week, you might think, oh, that's real. That's a or even daily. That's a preoccupation. I wouldn't call that a preoccupation. To me, it's not about how often. It's they watch porn in such a way that it gets chosen over their partner, their kids, their family, their work, something like that. If watching porn makes any of those areas of your life less to me, then there's an issue. But if you are, even if you, I don't know, every day at work, you take a lunch break and you go masturbate and watch porn, that's fine. It's on your lunch break. You, you still eat some lunch, I hope, you know. <laughs> and uh, maybe after you wash your hands, <laughs> I had to say that. That's pretty funny. Come on, um, <laughs> you uh, right? But you still eat your lunch. You you're doing your work. Whatever. It's private. No one's watching. Whatever. I, I don't. That to me is not a preoccupation, even though it's kind of happening every day. Do you see the difference? But if you you know weren't if you were leaving meetings to go watch porn, if you were uh, not going to work at all, if you were skipping the family vacation so you could stay home and beat off, I think that's a problem. So do you see what I'm saying? So it's really there's an issue. So um, what are other examples? Uh, yeah, maybe you're working on a project at work and you take a lot of porn breaks. That I don't you know. Um, I don't think your boss is really paying you to watch porn, right? I, I just don't think so. If, if you're getting maybe distracted from your work to watch porn, you just can't concentrate, that's an issue. Um, you know, 
just think of it like that. Okay. Uh, well, you know, another example would be if you were, let's say you were substituting sex with your partner with porn. So if, if sex with your partner, if you're so into the porn, if you're all thinking about it and you don't even want sex with a person anymore, or if you do have sex with your partner and it's not gratifying because you expect it to be like porn, that's a problem. You're preoccupied with the porn. Um, if you can't have an orgasm anymore, unless you're or at all, unless you're watching porn alone, you know, these kinds of things get me a little concerned. Um, these, to me, porn can get in the way, right, of your life. And that can be a problem. Uh, if you're at the park with your kids and sitting on your phone watching porn instead of interacting with them, that's a problem, right? Uh, or maybe, maybe you even do play with your kids. You take them to the park, you're playing with your kids, but the whole time you're waiting for it to end so you can go home and watch porn. You know, you're not fully interacting with your kids because you just can't wait for it to be over. That's preoccupation. And that's a problem. Uh, and I would say it's also a problem if you feel shame or guilt after you watch it. Or if it's linked at all to feeling shame or guilt when you have sex with your partner. This is very problematic. I guess those aren't exactly preoccupation, but you get where I'm going. And then the second big issue, I think, is keeping it a secret. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. So that's a big problem in a relationship and it comes up like that. I don't, I don't like announce to Gary, hey, I'm going to watch some porn while, while you're all out of the house. You know, I don't, I don't do that. But it's not a secret either. Either If he asked, I would, I'd tell him. Um, I don't really ask him. I don't care. Like, we have, you know, we have great sex and everybody knows. Gary would be so embarrassed. Don't tell Gary I said this on the podcast, please. Um, he's a little, <laughs> he's more shy than me, but we have a great sex life. So I'm not really too, uh, I don't know. Who's watching porn? I'm getting mine. So that's really all I care about. So I don't know what he might watch with porn or what he does. Maybe now I'll go home and ask. I maybe now I'm interested. Now I want to know. Um, but I know he's what? I mean, I've been away, you know, we haven't seen each other maybe for a couple of weeks or something. I'm I don't know. I'm watching some porn in there. I'm assuming he is too, but it's just not at a central thing. Um <laughs> what here's what I see happening over and over is that porn watching is kept a secret for two reasons. One, it wasn't discussed before you committed to a long-term relationship or marriage, whatever, and you think it'll just upset your partner, so you don't mention it, or you're sure they won't like it, so you definitely don't mention it. So it's just like omission. Um, and sometimes, actually, that happens where uh, 
sometimes I've had women assume, well, I assume once we got married, he wouldn't watch it anymore. And I'm thinking, why? Why did you assume that? I, it doesn't make any sense to me. Um, but that's where people go. So, or B, you did discuss it and your partner isn't okay with it. This is what I see a lot. And instead of working that out, you decided, well, it's not hurting anyone. So you decided to keep doing it, even though you promised not to. And now you need to keep it a secret. That's a big problem. That's not cool. That's not cool. And that becomes a big issue. So the porn is not what's unhealthy to me in what I'm discussing here. It's the lack of honesty about your needs, about what you want. Your, your willingness to lie to your partner and do something behind their back is icky because you're deciding it's okay. Is it okay to hide money from them because you've decided? Like I, I put this into any category like that. Um, you know, transparency is crucial in any relationship, especially when we're talking about emotional and physical intimacy and closeness. And I don't, I have secrets from Gary. I'm not going to lie. I hope he has secrets from me. I like that. I like a little mystery and things. But, you know, it's that I like to eat cereal standing up in the, in the kitchen when, when no one's in the house. You know, like, that's my big thing. I don't know. You know, there. I don't know. There's things. I might, maybe I'm looking at my butt and I don't like it one day. I don't share all my feelings about my ass with Gary. Like, it's okay. Like, that's more what I'm talking about. Like, I do have some internal dialogue about things that, you know, that I maybe share with my best friend or whatever. But it's not that you have to, like, you know, again, announce, I went and watched porn for 20 minutes and here's what I looked at and here's the website. You know, I hope that you can just have sort of, again, a more open conversation about it, but that there has to be some transparency about it. Um, and I'll tell you this, in a study, a different study done in 2017 found that women in heterosexual relationships who thought their partner didn't watch porn was dramatically higher than the number of men who reported not watching porn. So I think that this happens a lot. And when women then discover that their man is watching porn and they didn't know it, they can feel really traumatized. And what seems like a little issue can be cause for divorce. And yes, I have seen it happen. I've seen it happen that this comes up. So to me, again, if you're fighting about porn, it's a symptom, not the issue. In other words, you know, if you scratch the surface, there's something else causing your issues, right? So we'll get there. Okay. Question number three is, when is it a problem? And I, I sort of touched on this a little, but I want to be clear about the signs that I see that show that porn is a problem. And some of these do sound like addiction. I'm not going to lie. They do sound like the symptoms we, the kind of checklist for addiction, but again, still not addiction. So I can see why people confuse it. Um, anyway, so I, to me, there's about six things that I see that can really show you that porn is a problem. One is consistently losing track of time while watching porn and then being late to things. I've seen this. So, you know, missing things altogether or not having enough time to do something else well because you were watching porn for so long, that's problematic. Again, it's interfering with your daily, with life. You know, if you did this once, I don't think that's a problem. But if it's any kind of consistent thing, then that's an issue. Um, continuing to watch, the second thing is continuing to watch 
porn despite having some kind of negative consequences in your personal or work relationships or with your self-care. Um, I had uh, a gentleman I worked with who was really obese and he was masturbating a lot. And he was actually having kind of heart palpitations, but he was masturbating like eight times a day, nine times a day. And he was really having a lot of issues from it. So, and he wasn't, you know, showering and taking care of himself. You know, he wasn't doing the things he needed to do. And so that to me is certainly problematic, right? It doesn't take, you know, rocket science to figure out. And, and he knew it was too. Like, that's why he was coming to see me. So, um, but if again, there's, and the negative consequences might not be directly to the porn. Like in other words, you might get in trouble at work for consistently handing in projects late. But the, if the reason they're late is because you've been spending time watching porn instead of doing the project, then there you go. Okay. Um, the third thing I see is attempting, um, sometimes people will say, oh, I got to man, I have to manage the porn, right? So I'm watching too much or this is too much. So they try to manage it. Um, you know, I'm only going to watch on the weekends or I'm just going to watch two days a week or whatever. But then it quickly goes back to old patterns. That's a sign that your compulsion, if you want to call it that, is getting out of control, that you are unable to find other ways to self-soothe or take care of yourself. Um, the fourth thing I see is not, uh, that really shows it's a problem is not feeling satisfied with your sex life with your partner or having it affect it negatively somehow. Again, you know, a lot of times in porn, you know, women are wet and ready, right? Wet and ready. Have orgasms all the time, you know, and that, that's not real. Um, it's a fantasy, you know, porn's great in that way. It's a fantasy. So, women aren't having 15 orgasms in a minute. It's just not happening. And certainly when there's no clitoral stimulation, it's much more rare to be able to have one. So, uh, you know, it, it's just not real or, or, and they're just, again, like wet and ready. There's no foreplay, you know, and those, those porn actors haven't been sitting around all day arguing about who's putting away the dishes. I'll tell you that right now. So, <laughs> you know, just a little different what you're walking into. Again, it's fantasy. Fantasy is great, but it's not, it's not real life. So that, you know, if you're like comparing that somehow or trying to do things that are happening on the porn screen with your partner and they don't want it, you know, it's just, it's stuff you really have to take note of and think maybe this isn't working. Um, another, the fifth thing is feeling guilty or ashamed after watching porn. Or after having sex with your partner, maybe you're even feeling guilty, ashamed because you're thinking of porn or something or thinking of something else with your partner, whatever it is, there shouldn't be any guilt and shame involved to me with anything about sex. Otherwise, we're, we're off market here. So l let's get to that. And then last, you know, just that your thoughts are consumed with porn all the time. It's, it's, you might not be watching it much. Maybe you're only watching it twice a week or once a week or once a month or never. But you think about it constantly. That's a problem. It just, it, it's, it's a problem to be, you know, that preoccupied with anything. If you were thinking about food 24-7, I'd be like, what you doing? So that, there you go. All right. So that's when it's a problem. Question number four I get asked a lot is, is watching porn cheating? That's a biggie. And I will tell you, whether watching porn is cheating completely depends on what the two of you decide is 
cheating. It has, there is no standard of it being cheating or not at all. And let me say this, it needs to be what you decided before you got together. So, you know, never talking about it, never asking the question, assuming your partner's not watching it anymore, and then finding out they are, and then threatening divorce, uh, and saying that they're cheating, is, I don't like. I'm not going to lie. I don't like it. That's not cool. That's changing the rules. And so, don't do that. (laughs) So, definitely, really think of it like, you know, Anything else in your relationship you discuss, and porn should be the same. So, because for some couples, you know, flirting with someone else is cheating. And for others, you know, flirting is sort of an innocuous way to blow off steam. Uh, Some couples invite other people into the bedroom. Other people would never do that. Some, you know, there's all, some people have, you know, the out of sight, out of mind thing. If you go on a business trip and, you know, something can happen, I just don't want to know about it, whatever. People have all kinds of rules. And I respect all of them when I really do. Like, it's all good to me. If it works for you, no judgment at all. But it needs to work for both of you, for both people. It can't work for just one. And I want to be clear that it, it, I think in some way, because porn is seen as like bad, that it's always about it going the way of the person who thinks it's bad. And I don't think it has to go that way. I think maybe the person who thinks it's bad can rethink. And that actually brings me to my number five. I'm going to have a sip of water while we're chatting. I'm sure I'm supposed to stop and do that, but I just sipped. How do you like that? Okay. All this talk, it's getting hot. You know, I got to have something to drink. Okay. (laughs) So, but I, okay. So let me just say that it's all about what you agree to, which is why having the conversations is critical. That's just it. So don't consider it cheating unless you've had the conversation beforehand that it is. And then, so question number five, last question is um, really and kind of giving you a little more with this. What should I do if porn is affecting my relationship? That's the other question I get asked all the time. Like, what do you do? I'm going to give you what to do. How do you like that? Because I love you. All right. So what you do is it's time to have an open but loving conversation about it. If you're the no porn person, don't assume you're right. Get rid of that. And if you're the person who thinks porn's not hurting anybody, so it's nobody's business, don't do that. Get rid of that. This, you know, um, remember you're a couple. So it means any problem one of you is having, both of you are having, which means you both want to come together to come to a solution. And to me, I want you to be loving about it. We don't need to shame anyone or dismiss anyone or anything, okay? Anything. We don't have to do any of that. We can really not see this as such a threat in the relationship and instead allow it to deepen the relationship, allow this conversation to take you to the next place that clearly you need to go, right? Because this has been sitting there. So we don't want to sit there anymore. So let's, let's get to it. Let's get deeper. Let's do it. So uh, here are some questions. So I've developed some questions to discuss. And some of these might be hard for you, but it's important to be open and willing to, to question your own assumptions and beliefs, again, on kind of every side. So 
what I want you, you can ask each other or think to yourself, however you want to do this, are things like this. So uh, what specifically bothers you about your partner watching porn? You know, saying it's just not right or it's not how I was raised, that to me, that's not enough. I really want you to dig deeper with love to find out if there's uh, feelings of competition, inadequacy, <clears throat> anything like that. And then why do you feel, if you're the one watching porn, you know, why do you feel it's okay to lie about it? Why do you feel like it's okay to hide it? Um, you know, it, how would you feel if your partner was hiding something that you found really important? It, these are questions to ask yourself. Why do you dismiss their um, concerns? How, you know, what would it be to entertain their concerns and to try to figure out a solution, right? Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Why do you feel you have the right? Here's a big one I ask, again, women sometimes when it's the man. Why do you feel you have the right to curtail his watching of porn? You know, would he have the right to object to things you do that you don't like? You know, what if he said, I hate you looking at Pinterest? Uh, you have to stop. <laughs> Just because you don't agree that Pinterest is dangerous. He might agree, though. Maybe you're spending thousands of dollars on, you know, crafts. And then, you know, I don't know, you know, and it's, and it's bankrupting you. I don't know. It's just, you, you can't just go with it, right? Or if it's the other way, if maybe, um, maybe you, maybe you're, wife or your woman is watching porn and you're not, you know, um, and you don't like it. And what if she said you can't be on your soccer team anymore or you can't, you know, do this other thing? It's I just I want you to think of that. What if what if your man told you you couldn't watch keep keeping up with the Kardashians anymore because he didn't like it. He thinks they're they're horrible, horrible people and you shouldn't have that in your world. Shouldn't be on in the house and you love it. It's a guilty pleasure. You know what I'm saying? And you're thinking, well, I just use this to blow off steam. I just use it to escape a little bit. Well, I would say that that's true about the porn and the masturbation. So, you know, there's just, there's a way to stop feeling right about things and instead be questioning the why about things, like where it's from. Um, and why does your partner watching porn carry more weight than other things th they do that you don't like? <laughs> you know what I mean? Why is that the thing? There's lots of things you don't like that they do, which probably happen a lot more often, that you're not threatening divorce over or not threatening to lose your shit over or whatever. So, you know, ask yourself that. Uh, why is your partner watching porn? What are they getting out of it? Ask them, hey, from a loving place, what? tell me more about why you watch. You might assume you understand, you know why they watch because it might be the reason you would watch or your own thoughts about it. It doesn't mean it's theirs. And maybe ask the person who's watching porn how they think it affects your relationship. If one person doesn't watch porn, ask them, ask them how they think porn affects the relationship. You know, you could do it both ways. Uh, how do you feel about yourself after watching porn? How do you feel about your partner after watching porn? These are good questions. Ask each person, you know, each of you can ask what they like about your shared sex life. What do you like about your sex life? Ask each of you. What would each person like more or less of? Right? Those are good. Uh, I'm trying to think of any other questions I want you to ask. I mean, I think that these are the biggies uh, that I would 
think of you asking someone? I'd say there's maybe one last question I would think of, you know, because I see this a lot. Why do you give your partners porn watching meaning that they don't give it? And why do you believe that your interpretation of what porn means, that it's cheating or whatever, is more accurate than their description of it? You know, I'm just relaxing. These, there you go. I knew I had one more question in me. Sorry. <laughs> so you want to come, you want to ask these questions in, again, a loving, open way. You want to come up with something you can both agree to. And if you really can't find a resolution, I would definitely say to get professional help because it's not going to go away. It's really not. Or the other person, if they end up not watching or something, they're just going to be resentful. And I actually don't believe men who've been watching porn for a long time who promise never to do it again. I've, I don't know. I think they do it again. I just, I, I'm sorry. They're going to find a way. And it's such a big thing to control. So I'd really would, and I'd want you to check out the um, American Association of Sexuality Educators, Counselors, and Therapists for someone, you know, because you want that specialty. Uh, and I will link on the show notes page to their website, actually, because they have a whole directory of therapists. You, because when you, and that's why I shared about me and Gary in the beginning, because it's not my specialty. I talk about sex a lot, but it's not my specialty. It's not something I've been trained on, you know, singularly. And if this is that big an issue that you're really looking to end the relationship or something else about, or just you're miserable about it, then I would say go to a specialist. If you've got cancer, you go to an oncologist, you know, go to the specialist and really see if you can't come up with a, a new way of coming to this together. And so I want to wrap up, I'm going to wrap up uh, by saying, you know, to me, masturbation is a healthy, normal thing. And that doesn't change if you're in a relationship. Using porn to masturbate is often a way to relieve stress, relax, or, uh, you know, just get some physical pleasure. I think of it, I think of it as a self-care activity, really. I mean, with or without porn, but but not as something that's meant to replace having sex with your partner, right? It's It's just like get my nails done, you know, it's just self-care. So as long as you realize that porn is fantasy and not something, you know, you should, you should or necessarily or, or, or can even be acted out in real life, to me, you're on an okay track. It can be a really great way to explore your own sexuality, your own desires, and, you know, really get to know yourself sexually. And I would say that a last takeaway would be if you're unhappy about your sex life, Talk about that instead of talking about porn. And if you're happy with your sex life, maybe it's time not to talk about the porn at all. Just throw it out there. So if you want to increase the communication with your partner, I do have a free communication toolkit for couples. You can get that uh, right on my website. And I, you know, that could be a good place to start where you're just really trying to connect uh, and have these have these conversations. Again, this is a great opportunity to deepen your relationship and really find a whole new way of connecting. It really, really is. So I hope you see it for that. And there you have it. We did it. We talked about porn on the, yeah, baby, we did it. I adore you. Really happy you hung out with me today. You probably, maybe you got more information about me than you ever wanted, but there you go. Um, I felt like being transparent myself was important. And 
you know, knowing where people come from is, is important sometimes. It really is. So there you have it. I hope you have an amazing week. Please, please know that I just adore you. I'm so, so glad we're here together. It, it's just the world. It's so cool. So, so cool. All right. Have a great week. I'll see you soon. Thank you for listening to the Relationships Made Easy podcast with wonderful me, Dr. Abby Metcalf. And I've got two quick things to say. Just give me one more minute. First, I love spending this time with you and I work hard to make sure every single episode is going to help you move from any feelings of frustration or resentment or anxiety to that connected, hopeful, confident. That's always my goal. So if you have any ideas for a future episode or just want to say hi, let me know what the podcast is doing for you. Anything. You can email me at abby at abbymedcalf.com. How simple is that? And the second thing I want to say is if you like the podcast, you're going to go crazy, crazy for my book. My book is really good. I'm really proud of it. You can find it on Amazon or on my website under the shop section on my website at abbymetcalf.com. It's called Be Happily Married, Even If Your Partner Won't Do a Thing. And even if your partner will do a thing, the book will still really help you. So that's it. Thanks again for listening. Talk to you soon. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. quince.com slash style.